Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Yo, what is going on, everyone? My name is Nick, or The Notorious Fantasy, and in today's video, we're going to be talking about my ninth overall pick draft strategy in a 12-team league for your 2022 fantasy football drafts. Inside today's video, we'll be discussing the average draft positions across Yahoo, Fantrax, FFC, and Sleeper, and discussing the guys I want to be targeting in the early rounds of drafts, in the middle rounds of drafts, as well as those late round Sleeper targets in your drafts from the ninth overall spot in a 12-team league, and then about 10 to 12 minutes into the video, we are going to be pivoting into an actual mock draft to show you guys that when push comes to shove, what I would be doing in a real fantasy football draft in the ninth overall slot. But before we could get into things, I would like to ask that if you guys are new to the channel and you do end up enjoying today's video, that you please make sure to hit that subscribe button down below. And while you're down there, whether you are new to the channel or not, please make sure that you do leave a like on today's video. It would help us out a ton. And if you would like to follow me on Twitter, please do so at Notorious. FNTSY. So without further ado, let's get into my 12 team draft strategy from the ninth overall spot. So right now, based upon current ADP, again, from Yahoo, Fantrax, FFC, and Sleeper, all averaged together, the top eight picks of the draft before we select a pick number nine would be Jonathan Taylor, Austin Eckler, Christian McCaffrey, Derek Henry, Cooper Cup, Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, and Najee Harris, leaving us at number nine with the best players available being Joe Mixon, Jamar Chase, Devontae Adams, Stefan Diggs, Nick Chubb, Travis Kelsey, and DeAndre Swift. In my opinion, I think it is absolutely banana lands for you to take Nick Chubb at pick number nine. So we're to take him out of the equation. He's a guy that I'd be looking to target in the late second round. So basically, pick number 13 is basically a first round pick. So to me, that's fucking crazy that he would go there. So I would not take him there. So it's between Jamar Chase, Joe Mixon, Adams, Diggs, Kelsey, or Swift. So at the number nine overall spot, I'm going to stick with ADP and we're going to go with Jamar Chase because he has the upside, the ceiling to be the number one wide receiver in fantasy. And I think if he doesn't have the best year, but he's still Jamar Chase, he still finishes as a 
top 10 wide receiver. I think he is very safe. And now with the offensive line being significantly better, I know a lot of people talk about that when it comes to Joe Mixon because he will have more time to, I guess, kind of stand back there, figure out what to do, run the ball. He will just have a better experience. He's not going to get fucking laid out behind the offensive line. The same thing is true with Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow will now have more times to throw to the wide receivers, that being Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, Hayden Hurst, all the guys that they have on the team. So I think that Jamar Chase gets a decent boost with the better offensive line. I think this is still going to be a team that throws the ball at a relatively high rate. So I expect Jamar Chase to finish very highly in fantasy football this year. And I think he's a no-brainer pick at pick number nine. Now, if you want to go running back, that's perfectly acceptable as well. You could just take Joe Mixon or DeAndre Swift at that spot. I'd be perfectly fine doing that. So then we'd be back up to pick at pick number 16, assuming things go according to plan, according to these ADPs. Obviously, not everything goes according to plan. That's kind of why we're going to be doing the mock draft, because in some drafts, someone will just take a fucking quarterback in the first round, or someone will reach on a player. It happens in like every single draft. So after Jamar Chase would be Joe Mixon, Adams, Diggs, Nine Inch Nicholas Chubb, Travis Kelsey, and DeAndre Swift. So we're back up on the board. According to ADP, the best pick here is Javante Williams, and I am off of Javante Williams at pick 16. If he was available, say at pick 26, 27. Now, we don't pick until pick 33, but if he was available in that range, I'm fine taking him because I think the risk is mitigated by the fact that you're getting him later. But at pick number 16, he is just too risky for me. I think he's a great player, but the situation there with Melvin Gordon is very, very dicey. So best players available here, we got CeeDee Lamb, Alvin Kamara, Debo Samuel, Aaron Jones, Tyreek Hill, Josh Allen, Mark Andrews, Saquon Barkley, a lot of great players here at pick number 16. So assuming we went wide receiver, receiver earlier there at pick number nine. I want to go running back here because I think there is a running back fall off after we get to pick again inside of the third round at pick number 33. So I want to go running back. If you wanted to go receiver, I think Debo or CD Lamb are perfectly acceptable here, but we will go running back and it's not going to be Javante Williams. So it's either going to be Alvin Kamara, Aaron Jones, or Saquon Barkley. And you can pick any of those guys and I'd be perfectly fine. For the sake of today's video, we will go with Alvin Kamara. But again, I don't think that he is by far and away the best pick here, but we will go with Kamara because I think he has top five upside, and it seems very unlikely at this point that he will serve a suspension this year. We'll be back up at pick number 33, and this is where the running back falloff happens right after this pick. So I would be hoping to the fantasy football gods above if I was doing a real draft from the ninth overall selection that at pick number 33, James Conner fell to me because after James Conner, we get into running backs like Antonio Gibson. We get into guys like Josh Jacobs, Brees Hall, Travis Etienne, J.K. Dobbins. Some of these guys could end up being league fucking winners. But if I'm being honest with you, I would much rather pick 33. Just play it safe with a guy I like in James Conner. I've talked about James Conner so much in all these draft strategy videos. So you guys should realize at this point, if you've seen a bunch of them, that I am very high. I am extremely high. Higher than fucking Snoop Dogg on a Tuesday night on James Conner. I love him at pick 33. If he wasn't there, then I would just fade away from running back and just go with best player available, being either Deontay Johnson, Jalen Waddle, or Kyle Pitts. We'll be back up at pick number 40. According to ADP here, we should be taking George Kittle but I'm not the biggest fan of George Kittle this year. I think Trey Lance might not look to throw the ball as much to George Kittle, and he might not look to throw the ball as much as a whole. Now, this is obviously one of the most run-heavy offenses in the NFL already, so it's not like things could be drastically worse. I just worry that Trey Lance in the red zone might just think, hey, let me run the ball instead of throwing it to that big man, George Kittle, and then that's going to end up hurting 
George Kittle a significant amount. So again, George Kittle's a fine player. I'm fine taking him. It's just that I'm not in love with him at pick number 40, so he would not be the pick here for me. So after George Kittle, we would have had to went with someone else. So either Michael Pittman here, Brees Hall, Travis Etienne, DJ Moore, J.K. Dobbins, they're all fine picks. Since I have not taken him in any of these videos yet, we're going to do a bit of a reaching technique here and get J.K. Dobbins. Now, J.K. Dobbins is, to me, boom or bust in this season. I think J.K. Dobbins has the upside to be a top 10 running back, to be one of the best running backs in all fantasy football because of how much the Ravens run, how much upside this guy has. But he could end up being a complete and utter bust if this team goes to a running back by committee approach, which seems entirely possible. So here, we're going to take a risk. Instead of playing things safe, we're going to take a running back in the dead zone that I don't typically advise. So if you don't want to take a humongous risk like I just did, I think your best bet is to just go with Michael Pittman or DJ Moore, guys who I view as very safe this season. And if you want to be even safer, wrap a fucking metaphorical condom on your team, just go with Lamar Jackson. But I don't feel comfortable taking a fourth quarterback or a quarterback in the fourth round. So I probably wouldn't do that, but it is still pretty safe. Next up, we're up at pick 57. And this is where running backs are just dead to me. AJ Dillon is the best running back available. Those are also guys like Miles Sanders available. And I just don't want anything to fucking do with that. So I'm just going to go wide receiver here. You can pick your poison if you feel like you built a team. That is ready at the wide receiver position to where you feel comfortable that, hey, if Chris Godwin misses three to five games, I'm going to be perfectly fine at wide receiver, then draft Godwin. If you've drafted a team that is a little bit light at wide receiver, then just go ahead and draft a guy that can have impact day fucking one, like Jerry Judy, like Hollywood Brown, like Cortland Sutton. I'm iffy on uh, Marquise Brown because I think that he's in a good situation. I just worry about the fact that DeAndre Hopkins is going to return, and could that basically shut Hollywood Brown down? Could that make Hollywood Brown spiral into not irrelevance in fantasy football, but spiral out of that top 12 potential spot? I think so. So that's why I'm not so hot on Hollywood Brown. So I'd go with Chris Godwin, Jerry Judy, or Cortland Sutton here at this pick. My favorite would be Cortland Sutton. And then things swing back around. We're at pick number 64 now in the middle of the draft. And here is where I want to continue to draft wide receivers because I don't love the running backs just yet. And here, there's a bunch I like. I like Michael Thomas. Certainly risky, but has a shit ton of upside to potentially put the team on his fucking back and finish as a top three wide receiver in fantasy football. I also like Amon Ross St. Brown. I also like Jalen Hurts if you want to go quarterback. And if you want to go tight end, I like Dalton Schultz a ton as well. Well, so for this kind of thought exercise, we're going to go tight end here and go with Dalton Schultz. Then we get to the 80 plus range. And here is where I'm dipping back into running backs. I believe we passed the running back dead zone. We were able to swim away from it in the fucking draft. And now we get guys that I actually like. Guys with a lot of upside. Cordero Patterson. I know Nick Cordero Patterson was the fantasy football darling of last year. You picked him up. He helped you a ton. Yes, but now he went from being this darling to this guy that people have dribbled around, fucking shot a three with, and knocked him all the way down to pick 88, pick 100, pick 110 in some drafts. So I like Cordero Patterson at this spot at pick 88. I also like Rashad Penny. I also like Melvin Gordon. Obviously, Melvin Gordon is a little bit risky because he's kind of a handcuff, but he does have upside to where you can start him every single week. But if you haven't gone quarterback now... This is where you need to pull the trigger because after this range here from picks 81 to 88, things start to get very dicey at quarterback. I like Rodgers. I'm comfortable with Rodgers. I like Trey Lance a ton. I like Brady a ton. But after that, that is when things start to get a little bit hairy, right? Then you have to deal with 
Kirk Cousins, Derek Carr, and even them, they're kind of fine, but do you really want to be starting fucking Kirk Cousins every single week? Probably not. So I would suggest taking a quarterback before things really fall off after that, though, because then you're left with guys, I like Tua, but Tua, Fields, Lawrence, these guys with humongous question marks on them. So if you haven't taken a quarterback already, you have to do it, I'd say, by pick 105-112, which would be your pick 105 is your ninth round pick. The pick 112 would be your 10th round pick. If you don't do it by like the ninth or 10th round, in a lot of leagues, you're going to end up scrambling at the quarterback position. So I would definitely look to not reach for quarterback early, right? Not just go into the draft and think, fuck yeah, I got to draft this quarterback by the fifth round. No, don't do that. Don't put yourself in a metaphorical box. I talk about this in every video. Don't go in thinking you have to do something in any round or I have to do something like draft two running backs by the third round. While it's a good rule of thumb, you don't have to necessarily do that in every draft. Just like how if James Conner wasn't available in the third round, we probably wouldn't have selected a running back. That's just kind of how I go ahead and look at things. So looking here deeper down in the draft, I love a couple of players that I want you guys to be targeting. Damian Pierce. I've talked about him all offseason long. I bang the fucking drum. But if you can get Damian Pierce late in the draft, you should be running directly to the fucking bank because I believe that Damian Pierce has the upside to be not a top 12 running back in fantasy football, but a serviceable running back that you can start every single week. You don't need to be... If you're a running back, you don't need to be on an amazing team to dominate for fantasy football. We've seen it in the past. Christian McCaffrey's on the Panthers. The Panthers are complete and utter dog shit. They are fucking awful, and McCaffrey dominates. James Robinson, guy you never fucking heard of, two years ago, enters the league, dominates on the Jacksonville Jaguars. So you don't have to be on a good team to dominate for foot fantasy football. I also like Raheem Mostert. I like Cole Kometaton. I like the upside that Sky Moore and MVS have. You want to take as many shots on these great offenses as you can. The Green Bay Packers, they have a shit ton of people. Sure, I like Lazard. He goes the highest. But if you don't want to draft Lazard, you can draft Watson, who's now back from the PUP. You can draft Robert Tunyon super late. You can draft guys like Romeo Dubes, or Romeo Dubs, however you pronounce his name, that have a shit ton of upside and could be the number one receiver on the team with Aaron Rodgers as the starting quarterback. That's why I'm taking shots on Mahomes' offense and Rodgers' offense. To me, it makes perfect sense. Other offenses you might want to take a gander at. You might want to take that late round shot on tight end if you didn't draft one early on a guy like Albert O, tight end of the Denver Broncos. You're hitching yourself to an offense that should be really fucking good with Russell Wilson. You can draft Gerald Everett. Kind of hook yourself to... The LA Chargers, an offense that should be really good. You can go super late and go Higby. Hook yourself to a great offense in the LA Rams. That's kind of just the way I look at things. And then if you're looking super deep down the draft for some draft targets, I love Trey Sermon. I like I like Odell in leagues where you have an IR spot, so you can draft just draft Odell. And then guess what? You put him on your IR, you pick someone else up, and then when Odell magically chooses a team and he's healthy, then you can just put him in your lineup for maybe let him chill on the IR when he comes back. Watch him play. Be like, bam, I'm happy with Odell now. Throw him in the lineup. Those are kind of things that I like to do. I like drafting injured players late that you can throw onto the IR. Other guys I like decently late rounds of drafts. I like Kenyon Drake. I like Jalen Tolbert, Jamison Crowder, and Marvin Jones Jr. But now it's time to get on into the mock. I know I kind of talked for a little bit longer, but I love doing these videos. I have a good time. Back into the video for the mock draft. Whoosh. 
Back into things here from the ninth overall spot. Let's start up this mock. So the draft begins with JT, Christian McCaffrey, Derek Henry, Austin Eckler, Cooper Cup, Dalvin Cook, Devontae Adams, Justin Jefferson. Adams going ahead of Jefferson and Chase. While some people might think that's crazy, look, it's not like Adams is just fucking washed because he's on the Raiders now. So again, I have Adams ranked below Jefferson. Is it okay to take him ahead of Jefferson if you believe in Adams? 100%. So we're back up on the board here. Pick 109, our first pick of the draft. And we're sticking to what we did earlier. We're going with Jamar Chase. I think it's acceptable to take Najee Harris, DeAndre Swift, or Joe Mixon. But we will go wide receiver in the first round here. I think he's the safest player available. And I think he also has a bunch of upside to finish as the number one receiver in fantasy football. After Chase, we see his teammate Joe Mixon, Najee Harris. Then we see A.A. Ron Jones to close out the first round, the second round opens with Travis Kelsey, Saquon Barkley, and DeAndre Swift. Travis Kelsey, I've seen in some drafts, fall to the 203, the 204, the 205 range. If Kelsey falls to you at the 2.4, you draft him and you don't even think about it. You take him because he is the clear piece in that Chiefs offense. I talked about how I want to get the Chiefs offense. He's the clear number one target in this Chiefs offense. He's the guy you know about. He's the free pass. So I like drafting him a ton. If he was available at the 204, I would have smashed the draft button aggressively. So we're back up on the board here. No one's taking Diggs. If Diggs is available here, now I normally don't like to start the draft necessarily. Wide receiver, wide receiver. Because I think that again, the running backs potentially by the time we pick at the 309 are going to be brutal but that is the risk we are going to take I think it is perfectly fine to take a running back here for the thought exercise if I did not take Stefan Diggs here I would have went with either Alvin Kamara or Leonard Fournette potentially here but the pick probably would have been Alvin Kamara but I'm gonna go receiver here because I don't want to handicap my team because I want to take a running back right because I went into the draft thinking oh in the second round I'll take a running back what I want to do is build the best fucking team possible, and Stefan Diggs and Jamar Chase could be the number one and number two receiver in all of fantasy football, so I have to take that risk. So we go with Diggs. After that, we see 9-inch Nicholas Chubb, Tyreek Hill, C.D. Lamb, Alvin Kamara, Debo Samuel, Josh Allen, Maki Mock, Andrews, Mike Evans. The third round opens with Ezekiel Elliott, Javante Williams, James Conner, Kyle Pitts, Leonard Fournette, Keenan Allen, Tee-hee, Higgins, and David Montgomery. David Montgomery, and now it is our turn to pick at the 309 here. We went two wide receivers early, looking at running backs, Cam Akers, Brees Hall. I do kind of like Cam Akers, but I understand there's big risk with him because he did just get banged up again. There's a little bit more worries about him from a report that I read yesterday. Let's see if we can pull it up. No timetable for a turn to practice. Sean, Coach McVay, now uh, acknowledge Monday that he doesn't have a timeline for Akers and Henderson, who are both dealing with soft tissues injuries soft tissue injuries not soft tissues injuries you get what I'm fucking saying so that's a little bit worrisome I still like acres though but again I don't want to just reach because he's a running back I want to take the best players available and AJ Brown fell I think AJ Brown here is a no-brainer pick because I understand that the Philadelphia Eagles is a run heavy offense but we saw AJ Brown dominate in another run heavy offense this time not in the NFC in the AFC with the Tennessee Titans so I really think that AJ Brown should be able to still dominate and at the 309 he's a steal if he wasn't available I probably would have went either Michael Pittman Jalen Waddle Deontay Deontay Johnson or DJ Moore. So after AJ Brown, we see Brees Hall, Cam Akers, Justin Herbert, the pervert, DJ Moore, Pat Mahomes, Michael Pittman. It seems like in drafts, the first quarterback is Josh Allen basically every single time. And then after that, it is some type of mumbo jumbo for the next 
four quarterbacks off the board. Sometimes it's Mahomes. Sometimes it's Herbert. Sometimes it's Lamar. Sometimes it's Kyler. And then sometimes people get a little freaky. They draft Jalen Hurts there, or they go ahead and draft Joe Burrow in the top five. So the top five quarterbacks in every draft is very different every single draft you do. So we're back up on the board here, and we kind of are in a spot here where we are pigeonholed into either just taking the running back because we need a running back or just drafting receiver and kind of just going on with our day. Or you could go tight end realistically because Kittle and Waller are still available, but at the 404, I don't really want Kittle or Waller, so I will wait. So the thing at running back here is I was really high on Travis Etienne a couple of weeks ago when James Robinson was not in the equation. James Robinson was not going to be a player that seemed like was going to play, in my opinion, for a majority of the season. And now all signs are pointing directly at the fact that James Robinson could be ready for week one. And that really worries me for ETN. I think he could still play well with James Robinson, but I'm just not sold on it. So here we're going zero running back early. We're drafting another wide receiver again. I like Johnson. I like Waddle, and I also like Terry McLaurin. You can go with any of them here. My personal pick is going to be Deontay Johnson. I have him ranked the highest, but if you were doing a bunch of different drafts, I would be fine drafting any of those guys in this range because I think they all have the upside to be top 10 receivers in fantasy football. After Deontay Johnson, we see George Kittle, me Timbers, Travis Etienne, DK Metcalf, Darren Waller, Terry McLaurin, Cortland Sutton, Jalen Waddle, Elijah Mitchell, J.K. Dobbins, Lamar Jackson, J uh, Lamar Jackson, I should say, Josh Jacobs, Antonio Gibson, Kyler Short, King Murray, Mike Williams, Joe Shiesty, and Jerry Judy. Now, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I do not understand why people are drafting Joe Burrow ahead of Jalen Hurts. I understand Joe Burrow is, as a whole, in real life, Joe Burrow is significantly better than Jalen Hurts. But what I care about in fantasy football isn't real life. Obviously, you want your player to do good in real life. But what you care about is fantasy football points. And Jalen Hurts is significantly better at scoring fantasy points, I think, because he has that rushing upside. I think this year he will outscore Joe Burrow. Could Joe Burrow outscore him 100%? but I would definitely prefer to have Jalen Hurts 99% of the time over Joe Burrow. So I'm going to go ahead and say I would have taken Jalen Hurts there if I was at the 507, but it would have been fine, right? Because based on the team we got here, you could stack Joe Burrow with Chase or you can stack Jalen Hurts with A.J. Brown. Now, stacking is a phenomenon we talk a lot about in DFS in best ball. If you don't know what stacking is, it's basically taking your quarterback with a wide receiver or tight end on your team. Sometimes running back, right? If you got like Austin Eckler, technically the Herbert to Eckler connection is a thing because Herbert dumps the ball off to Eckler. Eckler scores the touchdown. Receiving touchdown. So you get the six points for the receiving touchdown from Eckler, four points for the passing touchdown or six points, depending on the league you play in. But in this scenario, my pick here is going to be, unless the running backs, they're just not calling out to me. I think taking a wide receiver here, tight end, I like Dalton Schultz. I'm just going to go quarterback. I'm going to get my guy. I'm not going to go ahead and scavenge deep down, scavenge deep down in the draft for a quarterback. I'm just going to draft mine before it gets too late. Before I get into Derek Carr, Kirk Cousins, that range, I want Jalen Hurts. And I'm going to be aggressive in these videos. I've talked about it a lot in these videos. I am being very aggressive towards getting Jalen Hurts. So after Hurts, we see Chris Godwin, Hollywood, Brown, Miles Sanders, Amari Cooper, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, and Dalton Schultz. So we are back up on the board here. We got our quarterbacks now. We also don't have to worry about drafting two quarterbacks. I think an essential draft strategy in fantasy football is if you do draft one of these early quarterbacks, don't come back in the 11th round and, oh, Rodgers fell. Let me draft Rodgers. No, don't do that. Do not do that. I believe that is a humongous mistake. I like A.J. Dillon. 
But again, I don't think that I want to be drafting any of these running backs. I'm just going to take another wide receiver, one of these guys that can fill in, and then we're just going to hammer the wide receiver or the running back position. The tight ends, I like Hawkinson. I like Goddard, but at the 604 right after Schultz went, I think Schultz is just a tier above these other guys. So I don't feel the need to reach here. So we're just going to go with wide receiver again. Best player available. You could talk yourself into the sun god, Amon Ross, St. Brown, Michael Thomas, Brandon Cooks, Allen Robinson, Darnell Mooney, Adam Thielen. You could close your fucking eyes and pick one of those guys. I think all of them have the upside to succeed immensely in fantasy football. We have went pretty much risk averse here with our wide receivers. I would say, I think all these guys are safe. The only risky one is probably A.J. Brown. Uh, Not because of the player, but because the offense. Maybe Jalen Hurts just sucks at passing the football. I don't think that's the case. I drafted Jalen Hurts, but some people might. So the only argument of unsafe player I have here is A.J. Brown. So we're going to take the risk and draft Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas has the upside to be literally the number three, number two, number one wide receiver in fantasy football. He also has the downside of maybe Michael Thomas just isn't good anymore. Maybe he's not the Michael Thomas of the past, but I think he is. I think Jameis is going to feed force feed the ball to Michael Thomas. We all know that Jameis can throw the ball deep and he can also throw the nice slants. Mr. Michael Thomas runs. So after Michael Thomas, we see Brandon Cooks, Amon Ross, St. Brown, TJ Hawkinson, AJ Dillon, the 609. Nice. Juju Smith-Schuster, Damian Harris, Allen Robinson, Rashad Bateman, Master Bateman. Then the seventh round opens with Adam Thielen, DeAndre Hopkins, Drake London, Kenneth Walker, uh, Darnell, here comes the Mooney, Tom Brady, Cordero Patterson, and Traylon Burks. I like Gabe Davis, but we have so many wide receivers that now is when the running back brigade is going to start for our team where we are just going to blast off into the running back atmosphere here and go with Devin Singletary. I think Devin Singletary is the clear number one back in Buffalo. I think that just like at the end of last season that we're going to see Devin Singletary clearly be the number one back on the team. They're going to use James Cook 100%. They didn't draft him that high up in the NFL draft a couple of months ago in April to not use him. But I still believe even if they use James Cook that Singletary is going to be the back to have in Buffalo. Back up on the board here, you can go with either Edmonds or Penny. Penny is riskier. Penny has crazy upside because we know if Penny can stay healthy, this guy is going to be fan-fucking-tastic, even on a shitty Seattle team. The Dolphins on the up-and-up, they're going to use Mostert. They're going to use Edmonds as well. I think Edmonds is the clear number one guy there. He's more of the pass-catching prowess than Mostert, but Mostert's going to get passes too. This is going to be a good team, in my opinion, in Miami, so I'm going to go Chase Edmonds. If you want to go Penny, you can do that as well. I like both Penny and Edmonds, and I have them ranked in a similar spot. And if you guys have watched these draft strategy videos, you know in the 7th, 8th, ninth round, I love Singletary, Edmonds, Penny, Pierce, all these guys in this range. So after Edmonds comes Dickie, Dak Prescott, Elijah Moore, Rashad Penny, Devontae Smith, Aaron Rodgers, Dawson Knox one time, if you are with me, Melvin Gordon, Hunter Renfro, Alan Lazard, James Cook, Brandon Ayuk, Tyler Lockett, Zach Ertz, Garrett Wilson, Matthew Stafford, Trey Lance, and we're back up on the board here. There's probably some solid wide receivers. The tight end range here, we kind of missed out on some of the guys I like, so... From here on, I kind of feel similar about all these guys. Gasicki is a guy that I really think has a lot of upside, but the biggest downside with Gasicki in Miami is that Mike McDaniel, head coach of the team, they want to fucking run the ball. They want their their tight end to be able to block, and Gasicki is not really a blocking tight end. He's kind of one of those guys. He's like a Pitts. Now, is he as good as Pitts? Probably not, right? But you get what I'm saying, right? He's one of those guys that is basically a receiver, but he plays tight end, but You know, he's been practicing blocking, so maybe he does get better. He gets significant usage, and I look like a fucking idiot. But as a fan of the Dolphins, I'm not sold on Gasicki this year. So tight ends, again, kind of just dead in this range. I'm just not excited. So we're going running back. A lot of steam on Stevenson. He's going to be a guy that I think is very hard to decide on what you want to do with every single week.
There's going to be games where Stevenson's the clear number one running back. There's going to be games where Harris is the number one running back. And for that reason, I think it's kind of stupid to draft Damian Harris in the sixth round. I'd rather wait on Stevenson. But I think there's a guy that I can rely on every single week in Damian Pierce right here. I really do believe Damian Pierce is the clear number one running back in Houston. All the reports out of training camp, so positive for him. You watch the preseason game, the guy looks fan-fucking-tastic. If the team doesn't commit to Damian Pierce, they are doing something wrong. Immensely. Now, are the Texans the sharpest organization ever? No. No, they're not. But they were smart, which I think maybe they're, they're working towards becoming smarter. They got to go Pierce as the number one back. So after Pierce, we see Bobby Trees, Christian Kirk, Isaiah Spiller. Then we see Mr. Sky with two Ys more. Chase Claypool, Ramondre Stevenson. Would have been pretty good to get Stevenson here. I guess I could have taken him and then hope that Pierce fell. But I like Pierce much more as a player, so... I wanted Pierce more. So again here, we're kind of getting closer to this dead zone at the, not a dead zone at the running back, but just running backs I don't like. The dead zone is earlier up here, but now we're kind of in the running backs that I'm not as sold on. I think if I take Hines here, it's technically a reach. If I just view Hines as a very safe player uh, with a decent amount of upside based upon how the Colts are talking about him. So we're going to go with Naheem Hines here. I like James Robinson as well. And I think Michael Carter might be sneaky this year if Brees Hall isn't the guy early on, like some people think. Like, I think there really is a chance that Brees Hall kind of sucks. Not sucks in fantasy, but isn't what people think he's going to be in year number one. And then in year number two, he just lights the fucking league on fire and plays fantastic. So after Naheem Hines, kind of like a Jonathan Taylor situation from his rookie year. So after Naheem Hines, we see Pat Fryermuth, uh, Kadarius Tony, Mike Licky on Mike Gasicki, on Michael Carter, Cole Komet, Derek Carr, Alexander Matisson, Russell Gage, James Robinson, Tyler yeah, Boyd, Michael Gallup, Jarvis Landry, MVS, Darrell Henderson, Ronald Jones, and then we see Marlon Mack. And now it is our pick at the 1109. But first, a quick word from our friends and our sponsor over at drafters.com. Are you guys looking for some softer best ball contests? Look no further than our new partnership with Drafters Fantasy Sports. For a limited time, make your first deposit of at least $20 and you will receive a free $20 ticket into the Drafters $1 million Best Ball Championship. To claim your free ticket, all you got to do is click on the link in the video description or use promo code STOCHASTIC. I'm pointing at it right now. S-T-O-K-A-S-T-I-C. And if you put in two entries to the $1 million contest, that Best Ball Championship contest, you'll receive our Best Ball Draft Kit for free, courtesy of our new sponsorship with Drafters. So make sure you guys do go ahead and check that out. I love doing the drafts on there. They are definitely a little bit softer than the drafts you get on their competitors' website. So I like Drafters a ton. And if you ever see me in the lobby, just uh, tweet at me. Be like, Nick, I drafted with you. You're a fucking dumbass. Why did you take this player? Or Nick, I loved your team. Fantastic. Love to read that as well. So back on. And you also get that free best ball draft kit and the free fantasy football draft kit. So kind of like a no-brainer to sign up there. So now we're back up on the board here. How many running backs we got? We got Devin Singletary, Chase Edmonds. That's two. Then we got Naheem Hines and Damian Pierce. That is four. We probably need another one. I mean, probably we definitely need another one. But do we need one in this range? That's the question. We got five receivers. We don't have a tight end yet, but again, we're at the point where we just fucking punted the tight end position. So I like Kenneth Gainwell, but I don't necessarily need to have all these players on the Philadelphia Eagles. So I think I'm just going to wait till things swing back in the 12th round and just take an upside pick. We already have Deontay Johnson, so I'm not going to go with George Pickens. 
I want to draft Jameson Williams because he's one of those guys you can draft, put on the IR, and then pick someone else up. But I don't know, man. Christian Watson coming back off the pup. There's a chance that he's the number one receiver there. Does he have enough time to get the chemistry in with Rodgers? Maybe, maybe not. But I think he's worth the upside shot in the the 11th round, especially with all the receivers we already have that are so fucking good. Like, to me, there's not much risk in that. So after Hunter Henry, we see uh, Rondell Moore, Kirk Cousins, Alexander, or not Alexander, Albert O, I apologize, Tua Tungavailoa, and then we see Tyler Algier. So we're back up on the board here, and I kind of just want to go with J.D. McKissick. I don't think J.D. McKissick necessarily has league-winning upside, but I do believe that J.D. McKissick is a very safe pick. This team seems like they're going to want to be using three backs all at once. Not going to be super viable like a guy that's going to win you your league but he's a guy that if someone get hurt someone gets hurt on your team you can just fill him in but again i'm not just sold on him i'm just going to go fucking wide receiver and then hope there's some running back here in the 13th round or we're going to go tight end here again these guys are all kind of the same to me irv smith did just get finger surgery on his thumb i believe week one was return possible we really want to eat that either. This is definitely a reach, but I think he's going to keep moving up ADP. We're going Robert Tunyon. They just cleared him off the pup as well. I'm fine with two Packers players, especially when I drafted Watson so late because I think Tunyon really could be a league-winning tight end at the draft pick you can get him at right now. And you could have probably gotten him in the... I could have gotten him in the 15th round, but I don't think that's very accurate to what's about to happen. I think he could easily be around a 10th round pick come late August or early September when you do your fantasy football drafts. After Robert Tunyon, we see Jameson Williams, Rashad White, George Pickens, uh, Jacoby Myers, Justin Fields, Kenny Galladay, Kenneth Gainwell, Deshaun Watson, Irv Smith, Julio, Jones, Jahan, Dotson, J.D. McKissick, Devontae Parker, uh, Khalil Herbert, uh, then David Njoku, then Jalen Tolbert, an excellent pick. I love Jalen Tolbert this year. So we got our tight end. Technically a little bit risky with Tunyon, so you might want to go with another tight end. We're not going to do that at this pick, though. We're going to go ahead and get a running back. I like Mostert, but we already took Edmonds, and I think they're kind of either take one or the other. You don't really want to take both, in my opinion. So I'm going to go with Jamal with two A's, Williams, running back of the Detroit Lions. We kind of know what Jamal Williams is at this point. He's kind of the play second fiddle to Swift, but if Swift was to get hurt, I don't root for injuries, but if he was to get hurt, I think Williams would be chef's kiss fantastic and I think even when Swift is in Jamal Williams has that kind of safety to where if your players are down or on bye week and you got to throw Jamal Williams in like you could have had a significantly worse player go into your lineup right he's not a league winner but he's not a guy he's kind of like JD McKissick to me but a little bit safer so Jamal Williams is a fine pick with me after him we see Trevor Lawrence then Maki Mock Ingram then uh Mr. Raheem Mostert DJ Chark do 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 baby Chark McCole Hardman and Chuba Hubbard so we are going to go with another running back here you can go with this time we'll do something a little bit different normally we just go with Trey Sermon here but I'm gonna go with Isaiah Pacheco here rookie running back the upside with this guy is crazy he could also just end up being just a nobody right we talk him up we steam him up and then it's Ronald Jones the number two running back but there's a lot of negativity towards Ronald Jones a lot of positivity towards Pacheco and some not so hot news about CH like you're not really hearing anything positive about CH he's just kind of the guy so Pacheco could really make huge fucking waves this year he might also be useless in fantasy football but when you're in the 14th round and you draft a guy who's useless, it's okay because you can just cut him. So when I'm looking at risk early on in the draft, I try to be as risk-averse as possible. But in the late rounds, I'm just fucking swinging for the fence looking for that huge home run. So after Pacheco, we see Tyrion Davis-Price, Noah Font, Matt Ryan, famous Jameis Winston, Brian Robinson, Tyler Higby, Mac Jones, Gus Edwards, Hayden Hurst, Alec Pierce. Then we see uh, Darrell Williams, KJ Osborne, Zamir White, 
uh, Deonta Foreman, Sony Michelle, Kenyon Drake. So we're back up on the board here. We have one, two, three, four, five, six wide receivers. I think since I normally don't draft two tight ends, I'm just not going to do that. I'm just going to draft another receiver because we it, this is a three-receiver league, so I think we need more receivers than what we have right now. If we didn't already draft Christian Watson, I think Romeo Dubes or Sammy Watkins could be an acceptable pick here. And we already drafted Diggs, so I don't necessarily want McKinsey. We're just going to go for not a, the hottest offense, but they could be fighting back in games deep down the game. Uh, late, the Giants are getting fucked up and then later on in the game they got to pass the ball a lot Wandell Robinson might be the second best running back on the team too uh behind Saquon Barkley and he plays wide receiver he's looking like the slot guy in New York with the Giants I like Wandell Robinson here especially with the draft capital they paid for him after Robinson we see Sammy Watkins Joshua Palmer and Odell Beckham Jr. so now I'm gonna go ahead and drag myself here on top of the drafters partnership uh, thingy that's on the screen which looks pretty fucking sick so make sure you check that out but we are going to recap our team here i'll blur out every other team as if i'm doing it like i just fucking click on sleeper and it just does it for me so it's not like i'm sitting here doing some type of fucking math or not math doing some type of editing to make it look like this but jamar chase stefan diggs aj brown deontay johnson jalen hurts michael thomas devin singletary uh chase edmonds damian pierce naheem hines Christian Watson, Robert Tunyon, Jamal Williams, Isaiah Pacheco, and Wandale Robinson. So let me know down below in the comment section what you guys think of today's draft. This is definitely a different approach. But I love this team. I think we probably could have gotten away with, instead of drafting Pacheco, drafting another receiver. But yeah, when push comes to shove, I really do enjoy the team anyway. So thank you guys so much for watching today's video. Let me know what you guys thought about down below. Make sure you check out promo code Stochastic on drafters.com. I love you guys all so much. I hope you have a great rest of your guys' day. And as always, good boy! Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.